Hello, hello, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. It's been a very nice, quiet, relaxed weekend for me. Um, been doing a little shopping. Um, just really like taking my time, being mindful, just enjoying the holiday season. Um, I don't know. I just I just feel really good and happy. Um, so yeah, I just <laughs> I just wanted to come on and record one of the episodes and. Basically, um, this is going to be the wonderful Sagittarian mind, body, or body and soul um, episode of the Sagittarius man and woman. You know, I got y'all booze. Um, But I did want to mention, I went by the bookstore today, and I found another book. And I don't know what it is. Like, Scorpios, y'all must really be feared. And I mean seriously, because I found yet another rare book that is only Scorpio-related somewhat, I guess, like the first half of it from when I was like kind of scrolling through, scrolling, <laughs> that's how you can tell I'm a, I'm a millennial, you know what I mean, like, I'm sorry, but that's like all we know is like the internet and the phone and shit, so <laughs> I meant flipping through pages, but I was flipping through pages, and um, I was looking, I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, it's like Scorpio stuff, of course, you guys know I'm sure I don't have to go over it. If you're OG, you know, if you're new, welcome, welcome. Please stay and loving to have you. Um, But uh, I do have a Scorpio husband. And uh, if you want to hear any more, it's basically just watch like kickoff to Scorpio seasons. Could be from this year or last year, I think it is. But yeah, I have um, (laughs) Scorpios around me. Like my husband is one. My mother is one. My best friend is one. My friend group, all of our husbands are Scorpios, except for one. It's crazy, I know. So I'm really, I'm just so used to Scorpios. That they don't scare me. Like a lot of people, they're like, you know, anytime they're, oh, what's your husband's zodiac sign? Scorpio, ooh. You know, it's just like, I'm like, what? They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I hate Scorpios or I'll never deal with a Scorpio again. It's just like, Ooh, you know, I'm, I haven't, I mean, I had a little bit of a experience more so not with the men though, but with, uh, one of the women, but it's still not enough to be like afraid of them or, you know, like that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's what I hear all the time. Like, oh my God, you're married to a Scorpio. Oh my goodness. And it's just like, it's not that bad guys. It's actually wonderful. Anyways. But yeah, it starts out as like a all Scorpio thing, like business stuff you know, like business partners they work well with, love, uh, child, everything. So, but then it goes into like uh, Venus and Cancer, you know, Venus and Scorpio, like of all 12 signs. I was like, ooh, I was like, this would be nice to kind of use and read and incorporate incorporate when I start moving on to other planets and stuff. And it's actually a quite an old book, but I still was like, hey, you know, like, why not? Like, why not get this, you know? So it's called Scorpio Astro Analysis, and um, literally, if you look at the chart, when it goes to, like, different charts of, like, when you were born as a Scorpio, and it starts from, you guys, this this stuff is quite old. It starts from the year, oh, wow, 1910. Shiz. 
and it ends at, uh, let's see, yeah, 1990. So obviously the book was made in 1990 because that was it. Um, so I was like, well, geez, yeah, so that's quite old. That's like, what, 31 years ago? So, yeah. I mean, it's not horribly old or nothing. Not saying that it's, like, ancient, but it's just, like, it has no, like, newer things. And it's hard to find books like these in the newer, you know, stuff, I guess. I haven't found one. If you guys know, fell found. I haven't found one. So if you guys know and you recommend that I add this, then yeah. But yeah, it has aspects and all this stuff. So that's why I was like, oh, that's the main reason kind of got it because, you know, that. And then the other one I found is um, it's called Chakra Healing. And you guys know I'm all about the holistic and ancient ways of healing. And it just goes into every freaking detail. And I freaking love it. Like, like literally, um, it has like... It's like all about chakras, the major chakras, the minor chakras, you know, identifying weak chakras. Uh, and that's like around the introduction area, but like part one, part two is chakra healing. So it's working with the chakras, energy and spiritual healing basics, Reiki healing for chakras, which I, I'm very into. I'm actually uh, trying to get a Reiki healer. I would like to see what that's like to work with one. Um, crystal healing for chakras. You guys know all of crystals, healing chakras, colors, essential oils for chakras, healing emotional pain through chakras, magical meditative chakra techniques, and chakra healing for animals. So I couldn't help. I was like, this is amazing. I've never found a book that had like way more than the usual basics, I guess, because it even has, um, like astrology, like, you know, astrology is related to each chakra, like astrology of the elements, it says like, they have the fire group, the earth group, the air group, the water group, you know, and it tells you like, which, uh, like which sign of the water signs, and what center of the chakra they're related. So I love it. And I'm going to read this actually, right when I'm done with this episode, because I'm all about that life. Uh, you guys know I had food poisoning. I think it was on Friday, which was fucking horrible. Um, don't want to ever go through that shit again. Like, it was terrible. Um, I was down pretty much the whole day. So, not cool. But, okay, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Um, this is the body and soul of the Sagittarius man. So, it says... As anyone who knows a Sag man intimately will tell you, the word can't simply isn't in his vocabulary. Perpetually losing himself in the phantasm of life, Sag may be the most adventurous soul on the astrological wheel. He is a risk taker, a predisposition that results in either great personal payoffs or the advent of true peril. Of all the ninth house attributes, it is that of growing through experience that manifests most poignantly in the male archer, he is bound to fling himself way into the world, gaining the insight that thrills and, ex- and, and exaltation provide. Mostly his adventures are real, and Sag learns about the reaches of his own human capacity through skydiving, mountain climbing, or any number of extreme sports and activities. So yeah, Sag's man, I'm telling you, you're, you're getting an adventure partner of a lifetime when you when you get with one of those, you know. You're dating a Sagittarius. If you have a friend that's a male Sagittarius, and Sagittarius in general, man or woman, but this is specifically for the man. So, if you have like a male Sagittarius friend, like you, you just you can't go wrong. They're so funny. They're so fun to be around with. I mean, 
they just really like broaden your, you know, like they just broaden your life in my opinion. Okay, it says other sages embark upon journeys in consciousness such that this whiz kid with this third eye troubleshooting abilities graduates to the position of full-fledged shaman seeking to sustain his enlightening glimpse into a lifelong vision quest. Just as Sage's archetypal Zeus is endowed with the power of lightning and passes that baton into his reincarnation self-son, uh, Dionysus, so too do we see the Sagittarius's personal power stem from a lightning of his own condition, a freedom to embark upon life as a fan- fantastical journey. And just to let you guys know, um, when I was looking through that chakra book, it says that Sagittarius is actually the representation of the third eye. So that was very interesting to me. I was like, uh, Oh, very intuitive, very intuitive. Okay, anyways, in literature, the Sagittarian soul is personified by such supernaturalist Dionysian characters as Heathcliff, Tom Jones, or Huckleberry Finn, whose Sagittarian author's pen name, Mark Twain, the point between perfectly illustrates his sign's territory third eye perspective, and it is in the expression of their wild side, their sense of adventure or indulgence, that these characters paradoxically end up socially redeemed. This quality is evident in such imaginative imaginative real-life sages as William Blake, Jonathan Swift, C.S. Lewis, Walt Disney, and Steven Spielberg, as well as those who turn to drugs for their ecstatic shamanistic visions. Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Keith Richards, Richard Pryor, Billy Idol, Greg Allman, Dennis Wilson, all men who arguably turned tuned in by turning on. One way or another, Sagittarius male requires release. Fortunately, most seek set in the chemical flood of extreme exertion or thrilling adventure rather than in substances. Substances. Dreams provide that same alchemical shift to the Sag. Remember, life is a dream. Being on a natural high, even that which endorphins often contributes indeed corresponds to Sag male's expansiveness and signature sense of immortality. It is often remarked how scarce Sagittarius men make themselves. While we're scratching our heads on the subject, Sag is out there getting lost in this audacious reverie. So Sag is like constantly moving. And in a way, it just, to me, that really sounded kind of Piscean. But in a different kind of way, because I feel like, you know, like, they said that they can get with, like, not really so much substance and stuff, but it's, like, Sagittarius' way to escape responsibility and real-life issues is to escape by traveling, um, going to do something, hiking, just basically exploring the world while Pisces kind of has that same thing except they have to use substance and I'm wondering is it because with the Sagittarius kind of ruling the third eye you know more of the mind kind of they're looking for an escape like I guess to um what is it how can I say this I hope this is coming out right but um it's like they're trying to escape their mind, right? While Pisces is trying to escape their feelings. Does that, I hope that makes sense to people. So they, they both have like that kind of same thing where it's just like when things get a little rough or a little, like a little too, like if it's too much respons- responsibility, 
they get a little overwhelmed and they escape through different pathways. That's how I kind of took that. And um, that's why I just kind of like, it just really kind of sounded very Piscean to me for some reason. Okay, so similarly, when he does make the uh, requisite social appearance, he wears a wild, faraway expression. As a result, he is often accused of being either shy or snooty. But he's neither of those two qualities exactly, just some inexplicable combination of both. And I've seen this because I've seen uh, I've seen Sagittarian men who are, you know, they're either very, you know, like they can have like a, not completely shy because I don't I, I feel like they're not horribly shy but where they kind of have a little bit of like that shyness to them even though they're very friendly but like when you like let's say you compliment them or you kind of like vibe with them they kind of get a little shy with you or you have the ones who just kind of have like their nose stuck up in the air which sucks and is in my opinion disgusting but um I'm just all about not having your nose up at anyone because I feel like everyone is different and everyone's not going to think like you so uh, because I feel like usually intel- like someone who is very intelligent seems to have more of that kind of snooty, will have the chance to be more snooty rather than someone who um, isn't so high into their intelligence, in my opinion. He hopes to remain unfettered even in the press of a crowd typically avoiding eye contact, mumbling some disclaimer, or otherwise displaying a total lack of enthusiasm. If approached by a small talking stranger, he is, in a word, apprehensive, rarely one to mix and mingle. Sag finds himself a roomy corner in which to comfortably flop, otherwise keeping his back to the wall so as to remain as far from the fray as possible and yet able to take what's happening in all at once. To be sure, he exudes a whiff of superi- superiority. Whether intended or not, he is often literally head and shoulders above the rest. Even when Sage isn't tall, he'll manifest he'll manifest a certain large it says largis or something, a largus, one of them, in any number of areas, such as a massive head bulging arms and legs to to commanding barrel chest or other outsizing outsized portions of his anatomy. Sage rules the legs, so of course they're gonna have nice legs. Um thighs rather thighs and buttocks. Uh regardless of size. Sagittarius' body language is best described as sprawling. He's forever standing spread eagle or lurching back and forth like a tennis player, awaiting a serve, stretching his arms up, arching his back, sitting with his legs splayed, lounging as if like Dionysus, eternally couched upon a a commodious daze. This this broad... Oh my God. This broad self-expression... Forgive me, you guys. Seriously, I know how to read. I don't know why I just mispronounce words all the time, but <laughs> there's a broad self-expression and nod to the expansive energy of his planet Jupiter carries a presumptuous edge as if anyone and everyone assembled before him is present for the sole purpose of providing amusement. Like all fire signs, Sag is indeed a man's man, only with a twist as we'll see, and he typically attracts a circle of other males to him, forever engaging in what appears to be the locker room banter, constantly delivering asides that result in large bursts of hearty laughter that dissolve around him while he is left wearing his signature self-satisfied smile. 
He is forever sizing up every female within a view, often on the basis of her looks and sex appeal, unapologetically dismissive of those that don't fit his strict, albeit closeted, chauvinistic criteria. With that said, um, if you if you don't know much about the Sagittarius man, I highly uh, for you guys I I, rec- I recommend that you guys listen to the sex episode of the Sagittarius man because they are very magnetic to be around. They're very sophisticated. They just have a great sense of humor. To me, it's it's like everything that a woman looks for in a man kind of, cause they kind of have also that like successfulness, but not, you know, it's like Capricorn is definitely the one that kind of exudes money, but Capricorn is kind of like a little cold. Um, I feel like they're like, they're, they're kind of like mysterious, like Scorpio a little bit, but you know, not as hidden, I guess if you say, but it's not like the Sagittarius man who seems like he just kind of exudes like that more like ultra penurial kind of success kind of sophisticate like very networking like kind of guy you know very friendly knows how to charm the pants off of women or even men you know they just they have that but they're very picky with the kind of woman um or even man that they're going to be with. Like they want a woman to look, like it said, to look exactly how they picture it. Like they expect to have this model that's going to be hanging off their arm pretty much. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's of course an old one. I think I did it last year during Sagittarius season. You should give it a listen. Um, But one thing I will say for that one, um, to me, I felt like in that book, uh, the Sagittarius man seems like he knew what the fuck he was doing in bed. So <laughs> if you're with a Sagittarius man or you have a crush on one and you're trying to get that, you know, that, you know, frickle frackle, uh, <laughs> go listen to that episode. <laughs> It'll kind of like point you into some of the things that they like or, you know, like, you know, they're attracted to if that's what you're trying to do. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so. Women, women, no matter how confident, may find themselves reduced to shy schoolgirls in his presence. Sagittarius, it must be said, seems entitled a quality that even his famous brand of self-depreciating humor cannot belie. A list of famous Sagittarius males, which includes the likes of Billy Conley, Ben Stiller, John Stewart, Harpo, Marx, Rodney Dangerfield, Gary Shandling, James Thurber, Flip Wilson, Red Fox, Buck Henry... Dick Van Dyke, Tim Conway, Noel Coward, uh, Richard Pryor, Woody Allen, and Mr. Twain. Okay, I don't know any of these except for, I think I know Woody Allen. I know, of course, Mark Twain. I've heard of him. And Ben Stiller. But Ben Stiller, y'all, like, he ain't my type. (laughs) But I'm not going to, like, I don't like to talk about, like, looks or anything. But he's just not my type. I'm not, like, he's a fine guy he seems cool or whatever. I don't know much about him, of course, because I don't really fall into that kind of stuff. But his wife, or I don't know, is it ex-wife or wife? Um, I don't, I can't remember her name, but I don't know if you guys remember. It's an old movie, and I think it came out, like, in, I don't know, is it in the 90s? But it was, like, the remake of The Brady Bunch, and his wife um, was the girl um, who played Marsha. Christine Taylor, that's who it is. Okay, yeah. She was very pretty, 
And uh, he's not my type, but you see, he obviously had that Sag charm going for him because she married him. But anyways, um, still even a, um, oh, it says, reveals that this is a sign of comic, humorous, and satirous. Still even a newbishy, self-put-down artist like Woody Allen exudes a definite swagger, having the conjones to continually cast himself as a romantic lead linked with beautiful and often suspiciously younger women. All Sagittarius males embody a similar braggadocio, believing themselves worthy of the most glamorous, loving, attractive. The list of superlatives goes on infinitely. Women in the world. As a native of the ninth house of aspirations, Sagittarius doesn't simply strive for sub, sublimit, sublimity. He expects it. Indeed, magnificence is assumed in every aspect of his life. And though he tends to be ruggedly handsome, even the more looks challenged, Sagittarius can be notorious monolizers, inspiring one, uh, wonderment. And in is she really going out with him line of inquiry? See what I mean? Kind of like related to what I just said about Ben Stiller. Anyways, um, meanwhile, in keeping with his outre planetary ruler, when Sag is attractive, he will be extremely so, and he knows it putting his heady self-awareness to, to pro- prolific use. So yeah, when Sag is attractive, that's, and, and that's one thing, like, they don't even gotta be, they don't have to look like Zach Efron, okay? They just don't, but they have the confidence in the, themselves, because they are ruled by Jupiter, of course. And when they know they're fucking sexy, they know it and they know how to use that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, I know there's some guys I've dated that like, is not everyone's type, right? I know there was one in particular, but it's like, they had an, of course he wasn't a Sag, but I'm just saying like the kind of thing that they, like they do when they're, when someone's really confident and really sure of themselves and stuff, not to the point where it's cocky, but where they're confident, that shit is sexy uh, to me, and I'm sure to most women, and when they kind of have, like, that sense of humor, they're spontaneous, they're, they just, you know, they just know how to joke, and just everything is just, it's sexy on, I'm sure anyone, I'm sure guys think the same thing about women, but it's just that Sag is, they just, I don't know, they just have this kind of, like, this air about them that just kind of draws you, in my opinion. Okay, so it says, more than any other man, Sagittarius is a woman's rough-and-tumble take take charge sexual fantasy come to life. He possesses an overt masculinity, a, preda- a, predator- a predatory power, and natural abandon that make him the consummate stud. Whether or not he actually boasts such sizable equipment as befits his horsey symbol that it seems is rather a hit or miss scenario in one extreme or another. Meanwhile, everything else about his big persona speaks to a rousing sexual ride. Yeehaw, genital apparatus aside, Sag tends to be a big old boy, lanky if not a bit gawky, large boned and limbed. His shoulders are often inviolably broad if not perfectly square, his arms roped with thick muscle, his manly hands usually rough and callous, regardless of his profession, only adding to his heel-lusty appeal. Topping his typically massive noggin is a dense shock of thick hair, sometimes coarse and unruly, like a dog's often making a flip or feathering action originating from a natural part, middle part. 
Separating his eyebrows is a wide, flat space, his third eye, spot made all the more marked by the contrast of small or doleful puppy dog eyes slanted like beefy almonds. His forehead may appear bony or protruding, the shape of his face narrowing at the temples, then sinking deeply at the cheekbones, only to fill out again at his jaw and meaty chin. His nose is often flat but flared about the nostrils. His lips are full and sensuous, naturally curled up, upward at the corners, creating a joker smile. Itself gen- generally more gummy than toothy and marked by small, square, considerable spaced out choppers. So with that said, it's basically saying that um, Sag is a hit or miss when it comes to uh, their peen size, their dick size, pretty much which is fine, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have seen that trend on TikTok where, you know, like, girls are, like, doing this thing where it's, like, if it's 10 inches, and they're, like, mm-mm, if it's 9, mm-mm, if it's 8, and then it goes down, it's at 6, and they're, like, yes, you know, they love it, so size is not really that big of a deal, like, men think no one wants, you know, women don't expect to be sitting on a freaking 20-inch, you know, <laughs> dick or anything, so don't worry about that part, but um, basically you see how a Sagittarius man, uh, when it comes to sex, they know how to take you, like they know how to take charge and women like that, like I, you know, like women like for a man to be as, you know, performative, as not performative, but as, you know, like where you can just ravage a girl every once in a while, you know what I mean? Like, where you're not doing all the work, just like the man shouldn't do all the work, but women like where when a man can just, like, just take charge of your body and just, like, you know, do their thing. It's sexy. Okay, anyways, it says, he wears a slack mouth expression, lending him a loose, peaceful, if not painting appearance. Sash has a particular penchant for whimsical shows of facial hair. Soul patches, goatees, mutton chops, not to mention a preference for the old pierce the odd piercing on his face, tongue, nipple, navel, or even or even elsewhere. He has a similarly fanciful style of dress, often overdoing it in the color department are being too on the nose when it comes to sports sports trending. Uh, sport, sports trends. <clears throat> no matter how gaudy or glitzy his garb, he will typically tug at his clothes as if terribly uncomfortable. Invisible evidence of this man's basic burning need to be all natural. <laughs> Sash has a sturdy, somewhat stiff torso. He's forever pulling muscles and otherwise injuring himself, as evidenced by such fashion accessories as splints, crutches, and link and slings, which may explain why he always seems to be limbering up, even in the most formal of settings. And of course, that's from the whole Sash being impulsive with the leap before you think kind of aspect. Uh, you guys just jump into things, you, you know, like it was mentioning earlier, like you guys will go work out instead of stretching, you just go ahead and jump into lifting 80 pound weights and shit. And so, of course, you're going to get hurt because your muscle is tightened. You didn't really help loosen it or stretch it out a little bit, you know. Okay, so he has a natural hard body with bulbous or knotted muscles, <clears throat> rounded and well-defined pecs and a stomach that easily shapes into a neat little six-pack. Yet, despite his overall mighty muscul- musculature, it is his sad-ruled steel thighs that stand out, extending the fierce indented flanks and a rock-solid rear. See? Because they rule the, the glutes and thighs. All visibly ripped beneath his trousers, becoming the seat of much of the desires he incites in women. 
Indeed, the most terribly trans- transcendent female, thinking herself immune to mere pre- uh, appearances, may find her lion's loins surging with just one glance at the centaur's hindquarters. Though the stallion hasn't cornered that the market on magnitude in the penis department, Sage's overall athleticism suggests a tireless role in the hay. Any such uh, supposition would be absolutely right. With unparalleled stamina and staying power, this bucking bronco can kick it all night long, hardly ever needing to slow down or beg off. Considering his peerless perpetual uh, thrust ability, (laughs) one might actually be thankful he's not hung like a horse. Of course, there are plenty of downsides to being labeled woman, woman or mankind's mindless lay, but for the whole whole of his youth and much into adulthood, Sag Man doesn't see any. Instead, his prime preoccupation is finding a female who will approach sex the same way he does, as an electrifying journey on which no possible path to pleasure should go un- un- unexplored. So yeah, these guys are really, they're freaks. They like to, I mean, you guys know, they're ruled by the planet of growth and expansion. They're going to want to growth and expand in sex, too. You know what I mean? They're going to want to try all kinds of stuff. So you have to have an open mind. But again, listen to that episode if you want. Okay. So let's jump to the Sagittarius. Woman. Okay. All right. So body and soul of the Sagittarius woman. And it says... I don't know why I feel so out of breath, you guys, but I do, and I'm just sitting here, so I don't know, is it maybe because it's hot, or I feel a little crunched, because I'm kind of a little sunken a little bit. Okay, so a Sagittarius woman loves, and indeed lives to be seen. She makes a bold statement, grandly entering a room, but not so much assuring, uh, not so much hoping as assuring that all eyes will be on her. She is born understanding the power of first impressions, and she is always determined to make a glorious one. Slowly, often exaggeratedly sauntering into social setting, Sage's arrival is announced by her voice, a laughing built-in fanfare, as would herald, herald Hera's entrance into the Hall of Olympus. And like the high and mighty queen of the gods, Sage will not be overlooked, underestimated, or in any way outshone. For her life has as much pomp as it is circumstances, and she lives every day as if in celebration. Similarly, she herself expects to be celebrated. So so long as she meets with attention and appreciation, Sag is beaming upbeat figure one whose positive positively glows as if literally lit from within. The whites of her narrow eyes flash her skin gleams health and vitality shining as if from every pore of a first statuesque being. Larger than life, Sag is the tawny Texan of the zodiac, no shrinking creature of subtly, but one internally committed to giving life all she's got. As a quick perusal of a visit of notable Sag ladies re- reveals the sign boasts a bevy of em- emblazoned women to Austin, Didion, Alket, Powell, and Il- Iliot are added Willa Cather, Emily Dixon, Rita Mae Brown, and Margaret Mead. Those who manage to shine through a man-made social barriers and often literally get their stories heard. I don't know any of them except for, I think Emily Dixon's an author. Am I confusing that one? (laughs) One of them, I don't know. 
Global fame against all odds seems to be an inalienable sad female birthright. Personifying Harris Hottie Applum, Sagittarius embodies the greatest of women, proving the so-called second sex possesses as much, if not more, superhuman prowess at the most high and mighty man. Fittingly, the Sinatar girl cannot help but appear a potent, often towering figure, literally June-esque, Juno-esque, just as she is the very apt picture of cultish, if not downright horsey, beauty such as the looks of the likes of Sagittarians, Kim Basinger, Daryl Hannah, Jane Fonda, Jamie Lee Curtis, Susan Day, Tina Turner, Ma- Maria Callas, uh, Cicely Tyson, Dionne Warwick, Meryl Hemingway, Liv Ullman, Lee Remick, and Facility Huffman vividly illustrates. So these are very gorgeous women, you guys. Like, Daryl Hannah, I don't know, like, one of my favorite movies when I was, like, a kid um, was uh, Splash. It's a very old movie, but I love mermaids, and so I would watch that movie 24-7, like, no kidding, um, just because I loved how, like, long her hair was. I thought she's so pretty. She's so tall, and the way she swam, like, exactly like a mermaid was amazing. Um, I remember Jane Fonda because my mom used to have her workout videos, and um, Kim Basinger, I don't know if you guys seen, I think it's called Cool World with Brad Pitt. I also loved that movie. And she was like Holly. And then she becomes, she went from like a drawing to like a a real girl or whatever. And she was also, actually, she was in the first Batman with Bruce Willis as Vicki Vale. I loved her with that. And she, she was just so beautiful to me. Um, Tina Turner. And Cicely Tyson, like, Cicely didn't age to me, like, for a 90-year-old woman. That woman looked amazing. So, you go, Sag girls. Like, y'all killing it. (laughs) You guys got a lot of good, I call them mascots for your sign. Even though they're pretty much older, but, you know, they're pretty cool. All right. So, indeed, no sign boasts a more remarkable... Oh, roster of gorgeous glamazons. And yeah, another thing I noticed, all those women were pretty tall, to be honest. Very tall, long-legged and everything. A lineup of living, breathing depictions of uber-femininity, veritable goddesses as would seem beyond the grasp of mere mortal men. And that's just the way she likes it, especially in her search for a mate. Sag isn't interested in attracting anyone less than a similarly exalted icon of masculinity, one whom she considers head and shoulders above the rest. Like a would-be queen adorned in all her resplendent glory, she parades herself before admiring eyes, taking great pains with her appearance. No creature of subtlety is she. So as to project so diva-like an image as would weed out any man who lacks the confidence and charisma necessary to make make a compatible partnership. Sag naturally possesses the necessary ingredients with which to properly pull off such a dazzling demonstration. Um, typically wholesome with a corn-fed beauty. She is healthy in her body as she is in her mind, mindful ambition. Born with an athletic build, solidly boned and sinewy, she is as much as potential tomboy as her fellow fire sign sisters, Aries and Leo. Yet, unlike them, she neither respectively embraces her boyishness nor blends it into a tough girl brand of womanhood. Instead, Sag reeks to subdue her more strapping qualities going the extra mile to feminize herself 
in an absolute a manner as only the far-sighted archerist can do. Typically, she grows her hair into cascading tresses, often lightening her locks, while plucking, tweezing, or bleaching any errant fuzz on her body or face. With her protrusive forehead made all in the more pronounced by a concave third eye space, dramatic cheekbones, a small nose with dramatically flared nostrils, deeply increased, deeply creased uh, nasal folds, thin lips, and a strong, often jutting jaw, there is something extreme about her features. Her chiseled countenance might even lead a masculine or handsome ear, which she takes great pains to compensate for thinning her brow and plumping her lips cosmetically and otherwise feminizing her appearance. With large squared shoulders and powerfully muscular arms, she knows to wear draped rather than fitted styles of clothing that hang from her frame further contributing to her goddess-like look. Long column dresses are a favorite sag fashion choice. Such styles also offset a short waist while enhancing her greatest feature. Those endlessly long legs, which she shows off to maximum effect, exposing a fair amount of skin, works well for the Sag, whose natural brand of beauty is at once fresh and wildly for body. As a nod to the sign's horsey symbol, her body is streamlined, her typically small breast, a mere afterthought, barely masking her pronounced pectorials, her sleek torso tapering down to slim to slim, shimmering sagittal flanks and a rather flat behind. Her pelvis may be wide, which makes her, oh, oh God, you guys, I hate to say this word, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like how so many people say they hate the word moist. I hate this word because it just sounds dirty to me. I don't know why. But anyways, um, her pelvis may be wide, which makes her pussy appear small and shy in comparison in any case. A typically unhairy affair, if only due to regular waxings. Her appearance is all important to the Sag, who knows that her body is the best advertisement for a superior mate. The long-range-minded archeress leaves no stone unturned and making herself over in the likeness of some pampered queen, who at a glance seems strictly fit for a king. See, they take care of themselves. Maybe that's perhaps why, you know, like Sag men or, you know, they want a good looking woman, you know what I mean? Because they, I guess they put effort into themselves. So they want someone equally who is like that. They don't want someone who's like unfit or who doesn't take care of themselves. But, uh, the women, I didn't, I didn't realize that Sagittarius women are so feminine because at least the ones that I know, um, they're not like, I wouldn't say high maintenance, but they're not like into all of like overly all into this stuff. But that's why, um, I don't know, to each their own, I guess. Um, having such a foresight, in addition to being born under planet Jupiter's limitless power, allows Sash to see beyond obstacles and successful target her aim, sexual or otherwise. The rub, however, is that sometimes goes too far in putting herself out there and is not always up to the emotional challenge of fulfilling the role of the iconic maven that she projects. The result, a disconnect of sorts whereby, though styling herself as some towering luminary, she simultaneously retreats into a little girl personality and attempts a psychological self-protection against the lofty expectations of herself she instills in others. Hmm. Such a dichotomy in character is often inter- interpreted by men as an unassuming allure along the girl, the girl can't help it line, while other women might mistake her often genuine giggly guilelessness. That's just another arrow in her quiver of self-motivated manipulations. 
When it comes to pure appearances, Sag may too be guilty of overshooting her mark, styling herself as a big-time gal seeking to leave in humble or underdog organs in the dust. Though she never quite escapes her horsey sign's more hayseed roots, simply put, to get, uh, simply put, Sag can be all too obvious pranking herself that is dressing for show in such a manner as will telegraph her desired goals. If she's determined to become a chairwoman of the board, for instance, she'll don the most conservative garb and get the most teased and sprayed hairdo on the planet. If she wants to be seen as fashionable, she'll sport an on-the-nose replica of what Vogue has laid out on its latest pages. In youth, because she inherently seeks praise, Sage might be the consummate junior beauty pageant contestant who begs her parents rather than being pushed by them to compete. She yearns to dazzle notoriously drawn to sparkling sequins, exaggerated styles, and ultra-bright colors. (sighs) I wonder how Sage and Leo get along. (laughs) I mean, they're fire signs, but this seems like two people who would be trying to outdress the other, in my opinion. Anyways... (laughs) This is not the sign representative of the best in life, but the most, if, if it's new and expensive, Sag will take two. She seems not to have understated bone in her body, let alone a set, a set a item of clothing in her closet. She is an over-decided diva, though an often gaudy goddess, if deified or deified she must be. Sag female is often catapulted into top professional positions seeming to pole vault over any and all competition because because or to save her detractors, she looks the part. What most people fail to recognize is that she has actually put herself there. That giggly little girl act of hers isn't really an act at all, but rather a reaction to her realization that she's the most power-hungry, read ruthless, broad on the astrological block. And that's not me saying that instead of fuck. Partly because she doesn't want to be seen as a bitch and partly because she feels bad that she often is is one. She pours on the sugar all the more. With a man, especially, she strikes a harmless, even passive pose, subconsciously seeking to counteract her imperialist purposes. She tilts her head when she talks, ooing and aahing in agreement while she listens. Her infamously winning voice wobbling and catching with apparent enthusiasm and excitement. She makes a point of touching a guy when chatting with him, perhaps running her hand and surely outright flirtatiously up and down his arm, literally stroking a person while the metaphorically does likewise. In this way, she suggests total availability and utter presence in the moment, which of course she hardly ever ever is. She is spinning uh, further and further into the future, gauging how her current actions and behavior might impact her ambitions knowing that listening attentively or seeming to while looking attractive is how to win friends and influence people. She is obvious to, to in her body language, which often amounts of a fair amount of squirming, crossing and uncrossing her legs, and otherwise projecting an excitable, eager persona. As a nod to her optimistic Jupiter rule, she is the most convincing convincing. Yes, woman, in the business we call life. Never, never will she shoot an idea down. She always makes others feel that they can do anything they set out to achieve. Precisely the kind of appreciative person one wants as a friend, society fundraiser, chief financial officer, or steady sex partner. One look in the Sagittarius eyes and all is right with the world. Everything seems possible. 
and that smiling, beguiling radiance blinds a man not only to, to any fears he may have, but to any flaws she might possess. So I, I, t- I can tell you now, Sag women are very fun to be around. They are like a hype woman, in my opinion. Like, if you want to get down and have just a crazy time, get you a Sagittarius friend. Like, clearly, you, you can do, like, the best things with them. They're so funny. They're very charming as well. Um, they're, they do the craziest things. I mean, the craziest things. So, um, but they're also, like they said, they're very optimistic and they kind of like pump you up. Like they make you want to hurt yourself, like right along with them. So if you want like that kind of friend, that's kind of ride or die, get you a Sag friend in my opinion. So that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please, please, please rate the show on Apple. Um, please comment of what you like and what you don't like. That way I can know what you guys want to hear, what you don't want to hear, and maybe some suggestions for this show. So you guys have an amazing Sunday night, and I will be back with the Sagittarius sex episode. So you guys take care. Love you so much, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.